It's early October, and I'm standing on the shore of one of the clearest lakes in the world. At over 5,000 feet elevation in the mountains of western Oregon, in the Pacific Northwestern United States. I swam in the sapphire water earlier, while we were out paddling in the middle of the lake. Now back at the shore, my partner generously offers to pack up our gear so I can have what I really want, another swim. Here on the sandy edge of the lake, the water morphs from clear to pale aquamarine to turquoise. And finally, as it gains depth to that exquisite sapphire blue. The water is calling me like an old friend. Since I make a point to drive an hour up into the mountains, at least once or twice a year to swim here, it is an old friend. I feel a physical pull a desire to immerse myself in its glorious colors. This is what wild swimming means to me at the deepest level. Remembering I am more than an observer here. I am part of all this glory. When I'm in the silky waters of this lake, it is also in me. I remember my own wildness, and connecting with that brings me great joy and peace. I think it will do the same for you. Let me walk or <laughs> swim you through how you might begin. So I would choose a starting spot you can easily get into and out of. Although taking a big plunge can feel very dramatic and have a lot of flair, in the beginning, I suggest finding a place you can easily enter from the shore or at least a low dock close to the shore. Because having your feet underneath you in the beginning will greatly increase your sense of safety. Once you've had more experience and you feel ready for a big dive or a plunge, then you can scout out an area where that's safe. It looks like a deep spot with no obstacles or rough water to obscure what's underneath. The next thing I would consider is finding a place where the water is less cold than, for example, the ocean. Any river, stream, or pond should be, unless you live near glacial mountains. When I swim in a fork of the river that runs through my town, it's still chilly, but it's easily five or seven degrees warmer than the mountain lakes. And that few degrees can make all the difference when you're just starting out. Okay, so here you are, having found a good place to wade in for a wild swim. My best advice for you is to get yourself in the water and quickly. I know this from over 30 plus years of wild swimming and many glacial fed streams, rivers, and lakes. Those first few moments can be icy. My feet begin to ache, and if I linger too long, they start to feel numb. This is it, the point when I'm committing myself to the water. I focus on my strong desire to be in the water, my old friend calling me forth for an adventure. Usually, I walk in up to mid-calf or just under my knees, and then I take a shallow dive to get myself all the way in. I don't always get my head wet, but do what feels right to you. Most importantly, now you're in. Take some easy breaststrokes further out, or just dog paddle around. Splashing around and yelping is almost always part of the deal. Now, when I'm talking about getting in, this part should ideally take less than a minute. Anything longer just increases your discomfort. Trust me. Just so you know, 
The approach I'm suggesting you take as someone new to wild swimming is called incremental training. It's been successfully used for decades in multiple rehabilitative healthcare settings. Essentially, it comes down to this. Do a little, then rest. Next time, do a little more, and rest again. So for your first wild swim, I would set a minimum time for yourself to be submerged up to your neck. One minute or less is perfectly acceptable. And when you get out after that time, you're done for the day. You've had a successful swim in the wild. Wrap up in your towel and feel proud. You will probably also feel the inner glow common after a wild swim, and I'll talk more about what's going on with that in a minute. The next time you go, slightly increase your time in the water, and the key here is slightly. Giving yourself big challenges right away can be overwhelming and ultimately decrease your enjoyment. I want to emphasize here that I don't swim in cold water because it's hard or because it's good for me or any other annoyingly virtuous reason. I do it because it feels amazing. As you become more adapted to the experience, stay in until your body says it's time to get out. And always listen to your body's wisdom. Just because you need to get out after five minutes today, when you swam for 10 minutes last week, doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. So, what about that famous swimmer's glow? All right, not to blind you with science, but here's part of what's happening on a physiologic level. The main reason behind getting yourself in the water quickly is that the sooner you submerge, the sooner your body begins its nothing short of miraculous adaptation to this new environment. The cold receptors in your skin send messages from your peripheral nervous system to your central nervous system, or brain. Now, multiple processes begin taking place immediately, but the one I want to tell you about has this sort of deliciously nerdy scientific name, mitochondrial biogenesis. Your mitochondria are the powerhouses inside every cell that create energy. Biogenesis simply means more mitochondria are being made. So in response to the cold stress, your cells are literally making more energy. This is both what warms you up from the inside and gives you a kind of energy in every cell, which can improve both mental clarity and mood. This is the glow. I think this is why swimming is becoming so popular, and I can tell you for sure it's why I do it. The literal radiance I feel as a result of my cells lighting up with increased energy sends me back for another swim every time. I want to talk a little bit here about resistance, since you may already suspect it's a thing. I'm going to assume you've already overcome the resistance of getting yourself out of the house and into the car and actually into the water. Wild swimming means you will be in water colder than what you're used to, or at least for longer, and both mental and physical resistance is common. I'm going to talk about what's happening while you're in the water, even for those first few toes. I encourage you to focus on anything except the thoughts your mind is wildly waving at you to get your attention. Your ancient brain, the limbic system, may be triggered to some degree when you swim wild at first. The limbic system regulates our fight, flight, and freeze response, and it may tell you that there is something wrong going on. Neuroplasticity experts have found 
that the best way to counter an unnecessary limbic response is to have fun, or to act like it anyway. Smile, laugh, sing your favorite dance song loudly. If you're already splashing and yelling, smile and laugh while you're at it. The adage, fake it until you make it, is completely relevant here. If you aren't comfortable vocalizing, try another neuroplasticity method called changing the channel. This means fully focus your attention on anything in your surroundings. Find a tree, a color, a bird song, anything that catches your attention. Maybe the light on the water if you're lucky to have a sunny day. Focusing intently on something you find beautiful or interesting releases the grip of a limbic response. And as another wild swimmer in this series has mentioned, breathe. Wild swimming can cause us to breathe shallowly as we adjust to the colder water. Conscious, slow, inhaling and exhaling sends our bodies the signal to relax into the experience. Soon the mind chatter will slow and stop altogether, and you can simply feel yourself immersed in an unforgettable experience. Every time I swim wild, my worries and stresses are completely shorn off, and I feel rejuvenated and refreshed beyond description. Rejuvenation, meaning to make young again. The first time I swam in the Pacific Ocean, I thought, this just added years to my life. I was actually much younger then, but I still get that same feeling every time I swim. In total disclosure, I am not any kind of athlete. I do not run marathons or go to the gym. I am far into middle age, and I enjoy the usual activities, hiking, biking, birding, and as you now know, I'm an avid wild swimmer. I hope you will be inspired to give it a try. My name is Mary Johnson. I'm a career nurse and emerging poetry and nonfiction writer. Be well and happy wild swimming. <laughs>